Good evening, Bob Ulrich, and good evening, all of the folks at home. Welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast, the no, other one. The other one. Welcome to the I'm um, Actually Funbox Monster Podcast. Welcome to the um, Coast City Comics Club. Uh, oh, we are Um Actually Comics, thank you. Uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about all the comics. Hi, Bob. Hi. Hey, can I tell you a, a, a secret? Uh, okay. My last name is Ulrich, with a K sound at the end. Please, you're Lars Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. That's fine. You can call me Ulrich if you want. Damn it. <laughs> only you can. Okay. You're well, the only one. Well, my, my name is actually pronounced Galshabar, so. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> but I don't tell I anyone that. Gaspar. Ch- <laughs> it's it's actually know. Gaspar. No um, one. It's, it's Gaston. <laughs> yes. Gaston. That's the one I was thinking of. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, it's funny. I've always <laughs> been like, should I? Should I tell him? With hair. No, do not tell me. Do Something, not tell isn't me. There like a thing about a spittoon in there too somewhere. <laughs> yes. I had to listen to that when I worked with uh, autistic kids a lot. That one song. Someone it's had a, a CD that. Pretty would great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yep. yep. Oh, that's it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same, for a re-listen. Same guy that wrote. Uh, it's Alan Menken, right? The guy that wrote uh, mm. the Little Shop of Horrors, the best Ooh, musical of all time. That is the best musical of all time. But I did not realize that was the same. I person believe it's Alan Menken. The, yeah. Nice. Um, anywho, wow. <laughs> it's the Fun Box uh, Musicals. <laughs> fun Box Musical Podcast. Anyway, have one. Yeah, <laughs> really should. Uh, okay, so let's just talk about it. Yeah. There's no news. There's nothing going on. Thanks to everybody who was cool on Free Comic Book Day, because it was awesome. We were so worried about it just being a giant clusterfuck, either no one showing up or way too many people showing up, and it was right in the damn middle, and it was awesome, and I was super happy. It just felt like I was not being run over by people all the time. It was just, it was exactly what we needed. Very so, cool. Thank you, everybody. Uh, anyway, let's talk about comic books. Mm. We should have done a free comic book day podcast we episode. We should do that next should year. Have that's yeah. something we should absolutely we do. actually have right? gone through all of them and been like, good there was some gems in there. Point. There really were. There yeah. were some good things. Did you read that one that was called Equilibrium that had Phantoma in it? I did not. I saw it and I was like, "Ooh, I wonder what this is all about." It was the only one that was not on shiny paper. It was on that crappy, like yeah. pulpy newsprint that yep. like doesn't hold the separations yeah, yeah. well, no, the, so the it looks kind of blurry. Alterna was that the company? Uh, that no, used comics. To do that? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, Alterna Comics. That they was, used to yeah, yeah. they used to do on that Very, kind of garbage it's paper. The exact same paper. <laughs> yeah, like, it but looks like was, uh, when you used to get stuff printed on toilet paper. Like uh, when you'd go to Spencer's Gifts and you'd see that they had printed out cartoons on toilet paper oh, wow. or Alfred E. Newman's face or whatever <laughs> president on toilet paper. Uh, yeah, it was like yeah. that. Yeah, not quite, not quite as <laughs> not quite pl- as, as as water soluble as that. But uh, but it did have. Um, oh, it's just like that Black Adder joke. The, the newspaper it's soft strong and absorbent because they were using it as toilet paper right right nice uh yeah no i would just i that that one comic that had it had captain canuck but it also had all of the lev gleason uh comics so it had phantoma and uh um the original golden age daredevil and like basically i really wanted it to have the crime does not pay guy because that's Ooh. left Leeson. there's a charles bureau like thank you in it like a like special th- shout out to charles bureau and i was like it's cool it's a canadian publisher that's really chapter weird. house or con- yeah. they're called comic house now 
Chapter House was the one that did Captain Canuck. Yes, and now it's called yeah. Comic House, and they have this kind of like. I just got yeah, that was fun. Sorry. Yeah, one of the things that I just got today was a promo from them Ooh. with a uh, with a Uncle Sam, but I think he was a Canadian Uncle Sam. He was pointing at mm. you and he was saying, "We want you to buy Chapter House comics." Or something. Oh, you should totally. Buy they they take, have. I'm going to take a look at there's it. There's a Phantoma series that's by um, Ray Fox. What? Yeah, like uh wait. Yeah. Wait, who the like, fuck is Ray Fox? Uh he's I met him at uh he I'm sorry. I, I was thinking I, now I can't get it out of my head. I was confusing him with Lee Falk and I was like, well, Lee Falk is dead. No, no, not Lee Falk with the Phantom. No, it's uh it's a he's an indie guy. Um I think he's done some mainstream stuff, but I'm I have a book of his signed that I got at uh like 10 years ago. He's just it's just a guy that is a good writer. He's just and he a guy. has done three f- graphic novels of a modern Phantom <laughs> that wow. you can get. And I had no idea. I hope he's not mad about our t-shirt. Oh, I don't think he would be. I think he's, he's like doing work it. for hire. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't think it's like, yeah, I think it's this company is I, like just basically just, it's just funny because like you're like, Oh, Hey, well, yeah, but it's all, it's all public domain. <laughs> Boy, talk to, Talk to Dynamite Comics about how they feel about their public domain characters that they publish. Oh, wow. They will sue the shit out of you for putting out another I wonder if public they, domain whatever. That's crazy. I wonder if it's because they're from Canada that Maybe. they are like they can because they have like it's Daredevil. It's like it's so he's called Daredevil in it. Like and they have like Captain Battle and like. I mean, Daredevil's one of those Silver ones, Streak. Like they don't. I feel like everything unravels if you start fucking with that stuff because. The original, when you start talking about the black, the what is it, the black bat? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, oh, that that's Batman. Like, yeah. the, you just ripped off the black bat. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, oh, you're one of them is like a blind lawyer, and one of them like, <laughs> wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. What is happening here? Because well, Doctor think- Midnight was uh, was yeah. a blind uh, superhero from way before Daredevil, and Very and Bob Kane stole literally everything that he ever did. Yeah. Like that's true. The only actually, I would say the only real original creation Bob Kane had, and I think it's mostly also Bill Finger was uh, Robin. Yeah. Like, um, and the idea of like the kid sidekick kind of thing. That was like a very, oh man, there's a great kid sidekick this week. Oh shit. Okay. Okay, Let's just go through. We need to talk about actual releases this week. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Ooh, what is it? The great art of one Mark Silvestri. Ooh. One of the greatest artists of our generation as said by Top Cow Publishing, and why would Top Cow lie about something like that? Did I miss a comic? From uh, it is called The Art of Mark Silvestri. Ooh. It is a hardcover edition with all sorts of art by Mark Silvestri. Nice. I, I, I like kid, but I do really like Mark Silvestri. Yeah, yeah he's um, great. I liked The Darkness. Like I thought Darkness. that stuff was great. Yeah. Uh, I liked his X-Men run. I liked his X-Men run quite, quite a, bit. a bit. That's the Outback era. That's good stuff. Oh, I, yes. And then when he came back. But oh, when right, he came right. back, so the old stuff, I didn't know his style back then because I'm used to him in the Liefeld era as mm-hmm. Liefeld era Sylvester, uh, yeah. Mark Silvestri, which is the when everybody was fuzzy, when yeah. he did all the extra little hash marks, and you're like, what do those mean? And they mean nothing. And you're just like, I don't, what, is Wolverine hairy on his cheeks and on his nose? No, he's just wrinkled for some random reason but i do love sylvester yeah yeah yeah, it's good 
He also was the first artist on X Factor after um, the Simonsons left. Oh, really? Yeah, really. Like right up until um, right up until they relaunched X Men, and then he was on Uncanny. Wow, what what numbers do you sixty? Oh, uh, okay, that makes sense. Like mid sixties, like right up to seventy. Ooh, there were some bad issues. In there. Well, you think they're bad because they feature the greatest X Men, Iceman. But uh, I was, I, don't I was think thinking. Bad oh, I was thinking that that I was the all the Mojo Verse uh, issues. There might have been some Mojo Verses one the, that I don't remember. There's one that was like bacteria and the germs or whatever. That that team of was this really shitty super team that was like. I don't know what that is. They were like human-sized mutant germs. It, they were awful. They were wow. fucking awful, and they were like. Sounds like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They looked like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> things. Yeah, it was it was out of place. Anyway, I'm uh, turn the sound on my phone off. Batgirls number six. I like Batgirls number six. It I like was good. I very much like the cover for this, and I also really ah, yeah. like the variants. I like the color palette that they are choosing for the variants, which actually the Audrey Mock, the uh, I didn't look at them. Yeah, uh, Asian Pacific Islanders variant. Uh, pretty cool, you know. Uh, like, I really liked the. Uh, I think it's a lot closer to what's inside the the book, but yeah, her style is really cool. The main like, cover is by the the interior artist. Yeah, I love. I do love the interior artist as well. But now I've I've stretched my cord all the way over <laughs> so that I can look at these. Yeah, it's the and, one the uh, one where she's jumping over the over the bus. Oh yeah, that's what a cool. beautiful cover. Neat. Like really, really nice. Very cool. Kind of um, Franca Vila kind of feel to it, it. Yeah, only definitely. Except. It's interesting because it's the so this is like the American Asian Pacific Islanders variants that they're doing for ah. for the month, um, and it really does have that kind of like weird uh, Neo Tokyo kind of futuristic from the '90s or '80s kind of feel. Yes, which I really dig. Very it's cool. one of my favorite aesthetics. Uh, Batman 1989 Joker Pop, which is actually pretty cool. Um, and it, it comes with a chase variant where he has his makeup running, which is <laughs> nice. pretty great. Nice. Uh, Batman Urban Legends 15 is out. Yep. Uh, there is a there is a plastic man on the cover of the C cover, and it's pretty great. There's a Riley Rosmo plastic man cover, which I really dig. Nice. Yeah, he's in one of the stories in it. <clears throat> That's cool. Uh, we also have a trade of Batman versus Bigby Wolf, which was really good. Again, if you are a fan of Fables, that series was really fun. We have Betty Page, The Alien Agenda, because it was requested. I, I, I will and say again, this. Yep. Art's much better in it than you would expect. Dynamite's Same actually with all of that stuff. Like not like some of their books no, are like surprisingly decent. It is, it is very strange to me because their writing and their art tend to be considerably better than they would need to be for what seems to usually just be like a TNA comic where kind of what you're expecting is just like, oh, wow, it's, you know, sexy pinup, whatever. But then it's like written by real writers. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's very strange. Anyway, um, Blood Syndicate season one, number one. Look. Who doesn't love the Blood Syndicate? Yeah, it's a good that one. was actually probably my favorite of the entire milestone thing. Yeah, was Blood Syndicate. So I'm I like gonna Shadow check this one Cabinet. Out. 
I don't even. But know I also what, like. What the fuck was that? I don't think I oh, even I know, know what that is. I, I like I, I. You're putting me on the spot. I'd have to wow. actually remember. But that was like I liked the. Um, I liked the characters in that, and obviously, I mean, my real favorite milestone was always Static. I mean, okay, well, Static goes without saying because Static was awesome. That's I how mean, I deflect. I can't <laughs> remember what Shadow Cabinet was. That's about. fair, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Static obviously was the best one. Um, so we've got this thing called Kagastar. Um, I don't know anything about this, but it's on Netflix right now. It is an anime, and I guess they. I think these are based on the anime, not the other way around, but we do have manga for it, which looks really good. We've got the individual ones, and we also have the collection of one through six, if you really want to go all in. Nice. Also, we have a new Captain America title this week called Captain America, Symbol of Truth. Yes, this is the one with Sam Wilson. Yes, it is. And his sidekick. Who is his sidekick? The Falcon. I is don't know. It, it's, uh, a, it's a. There's a new Falcon. Oh yeah, it's the. It's probably that guy that I can't remember the name of. Yeah, I'm not really following it, so <clears throat> I couldn't really tell you. Okay, I didn't read it. Sorry. Uh, I flipped it. Crossover number thirteen. Ah, oh, I liked. I liked crossover number thirteen. It's so meta. It's ridiculous. It's like meta. That it's like it, it, it became less meta I mean, by being extra meta, and then just. It doesn't get much more meta than crossover. <laughs> it doesn't, but uh, it's actually not bad. Like if you no. can follow it, like it's it's pretty weird, but uh, I dig it. No, I really dig it too. I think it's I think it's going to read better as a trade, but mm-hmm. I think it's great. They're also doing a uh, the next issue. It says is going to be a three D version of the first issue, which yes. I <laughs> am is. very excited about. <clears throat> I, you know me, I love a three D comic. Me too. Uh, Dragon Quest that is a thing uh yes it's a it's a manga but it has a subtitle but i think it's cut off in here so i'm just gonna <laughs> let it go i think it's all abbreviated dune tales of arakin hardcover and one of the best books of the week but let's face it it's probably for a pretty select audience eight billion oh, genies my god it's so good it's so fucking good how good is it? It's so fucking good. So f- <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's like there's literally it's like everybody on earth at the exact same time gets a personal genie and the ability to make a single wish with their genie. And it is written by Charles Sewell and it is drawn by Ryan Brown. Uh and it's just fantastic. Uh just basically like it sounds like it would be great, but of course, it is definitely like not like I don't mean the comic, like the idea no, the, of everybody the concept, on the planet yes. getting a single wish. Uh, it goes seems horribly, horribly wrong so, immediately. Yes, <laughs> it seems like it would just tear the world apart instantly, but it tears the world apart slowly. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, eventually it will begin to tear itself apart a little bit more, but uh, right off the bat. Um, but there's one smart person that makes a very intelligent wish right off the bat and therefore will allow you to sort of observe <laughs> the, uh, 
I don't know. It's smart. Charles Sewell is a good writer. Like I like, you know, he's not like one of my favorites, but he certainly has written things that I have liked. It's when he does this that I like him yeah. the most. It's when he is when he's doing this kind of nonsense. He's my favorite. Right. But, but I love Ryan Brown. I, lo- I just yeah. like Ryan Brown's the best. Can do. I've, I've followed him for like ten years, and he can do no wrong. He is yeah. genuinely one of the best artists working. Also, again, with the dumb ideas that they do with these things, I really appreciate the fact that there is a 1 in 10 variant for every issue of this coming up that is famous genies in the movies. (laughs) And so it starts off with um, that guy from Wishmaster whose name I can't remember. That, I should have my horror card. Mr. Wishbones. But uh, yeah, the the second dark man whose name I can't fucking remember for some reason. But yes. There he is, Wishmaster himself, right on the cover of a comic, finally. I want to call him Michael Dudikoff because he has one of those weird names. Uh, Farmhand number 17 comes out. Yay. Nice. What a great book. Yeah. Um, Future State Gotham number 13 is out. It's fun. There's actually uh, some really cool, uh, like Bruce Wayne's finally brought into it. And uh, and I, I like the, the artist on this one. It's not Giannis. Uh, Milano Giannis it's mm-hmm. a different artist whose name I can't remember but um, it's cool and there's just there's a very cool uh, final page with uh, <sighs> like a pre-future state future version of Batman that isn't Batman Beyond whoa <laughs> which in it, in itself could be any number of different right, uh, exactly Batman but um it, I I appreciated it as a fan of certain. I don't want to. This is like something I don't actually want to spoil right. at all. But it's basically a war of Batman. Nice. Um, we have a trade paperback for a book called Getting It Together, which is, you know, it one of those books that is proof that people have different tastes than me. in the world and can have such polar different taste and enjoy something that to me is almost poisonous. Like this is literally a book that is about people in a big friend group deciding to have an open relationship. And it's just like, to me, this story is just like, why would you do? Oh my God. Like this is, I want to hear about this less than anything on the planet. And I know of course that there are people who would find this interesting, Mm. but it's for them. But man, I'm just like, yeah, I just stopped being friends with them. I guess it just seems like getting it. They're really getting it together. They're getting it together, (laughs) together. The two of them are getting it, it being communicable sexual diseases. Um, (laughs) Anyway, oh man, I forgot to tell you. In Future State Gotham, uh, Zariel shows up. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say Batman gets genital warts, but you know, because <laughs> it contextually would have made more sense. Uh, but wow, that's cool. I like Ezreal. <laughs> Not Ezreal, Zariel. Oh, sorry, Zariel. Oh, yeah, from shit. JLA, yeah, like yeah. who hasn't appeared in forever. Like, yeah, he's just in it. I mean, it's totally weird. Zariel is just one of those characters. Like there's certain things in, so it's like a horror movie trope. There are these things that happen in horror movies where someone will be like, blah, blah, blah. And she's possessed of the devil. And I just saw the devil and that's the fucking devil. And everyone goes, I don't believe in God. Listen, I'm as atheist as the next person. (laughs) But when you see the actual fucking devil, (laughs) 
you know that you know everything you need to know about the afterlife pretty much at that point. Things change. Zariel shows up and he's an actual angel. You go, okay, I guess there's a god. Yeah, I guess. I guess now we know. Thanks. Yeah. This was a mystery until this guy showed also, up. Also, when he showed up, like an entire host of bull demons <laughs> came from, or no, bull the bull host. It was uh, like a host of angels that were bullheaded angels. Like, I didn't even get it. And, the, and the crazy thing about that, and I won't go too far down this road, but the crazy thing about that is the whole reason Zariel exists is because Grant Morrison wasn't allowed to use Hawkman. And so that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... Perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, um, I want Hawkman. They're like, you can't have Hawkman. He's getting rebooted. And he's like, okay, so I'll just use this angel and then I'll do a whole storyline where heaven attacks the planet Earth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. like a whole arc. I did not know that that was the reason. <laughs> Literally, I think that. it's called that's World War Three. I think, is the name of the storyline. Amazing. Uh, listen, we all know that G.I. Joe is a real American hero. Uh, I've heard tell. And in issue 293... That is borne out. It's put now, to the test. But Saturday Morning Adventures of G.I. Joe... <laughs> is so weird. ...is the weirdest goddamned thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. They fight a genie. Uh, Did they know that 8 million genies was coming out? And <laughs> yes. they were just like, let's just do a genie. So, like, maybe if some kid shows up to get a genie comic, they'll be like, hey, like, here's another genie. It's G.I. Joe. Or, like, maybe the dad gets the genie comic and they're like, well, we want to make sure that G.I. Joe has a genie so that his son will also get a comic. I, <laughs> I don't know. There it is. I mean, that's all I know. Uh, it's so weird. It's super weird. And uh, I will also say that <laughs> since we're talking about variants... There is a 1 in 10 variant for this thing this week that is the main characters of G.I. Joe all rocking out in a band. And it's insane. And also uh, Shipwreck, his parrot, whose name I don't remember, uh, is playing the maracas. Squawky. I think it's probably Squawky. So there you go. Uh, no, it's it's over here because it's like thirty five bucks. Thirty five bucks. <laughs> That's too expensive. You know what you need? You need a Nartoons hardcover. Oh, is that thirty five bucks? Uh, it is thirty dollars. Uh, it's by James Stanton. Hmm. Uh, James the Stanton. Well, yeah, fair. The Stanton. Yes, you are correct. Um, and of course, that is awesome. Nice. If you like ridiculous, you know, punk rock comics, it's great. Uh. We have one copy of this insane book uh, called Godzilla History of Formative Arts 1954 through 2016. It is a translation of a very famous Godzilla book from Japan that is very rare and is uh, maybe overpriced. Sure. It's a hundred bucks. It is very expensive and it's not even a hardcover. It's like a, it's like wow. one of those fancy Japanese deluxe soft covers, um, but it is beautiful. It is unbelievably beautiful. If this is your, if this is your jam, you might want to go onto YouTube and take a look because there are people who flip the book on YouTube hmm. so you can see all of the pages. This is, of course, the bilingual version, not the, not the Japanese version. Um, yeah. It sounds cool. It's obviously a gorgeous, gorgeous edition, but it is prohibitively expensive, only for the fanniest of Godzilla fans. Well, if anyone listening to this podcast purchases it, they can invite me over and I'll bring <laughs> some white gloves. And, yeah. Uh, 
It's, and I'll carefully turn the pages. It's super cool. I mean, uh, I actually watched I watched a video, an of entire video of someone turning yeah, every page, literally in it. flipping wow. the pages in it, and it's pretty great. It's bananas. Um, yeah, you don't even need to buy it. It's perfect. Uh, Grim number one. I'm gonna let you talk about this because I didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, it's uh, Grim is is uh, she's a Grim Reaper. And the story is basically that some guy dies and she has to shepherd him to the afterlife. And there's a whole group of afterlife people, including one who's really into the band Warrant. And um, I liked the art a lot. It, actually, a lot, a lot. I thought the art was really good. And um, the basic gist of the the conflict is that this guy doesn't want to be dead so he steals her magical scythe that allows him to uh return to the earthly plane and she and some of these guys chase him and then a thing happens that i won't not spoil. a thing a thing oh, it's, a, it's one might call it an inciting incident oh, an shit. incident that incites the action? some form of action Nice. That will take place in future issues. You know what? It's a perhaps referred to as a cliffhanger, maybe? You know, that, that creates a thing that I like to call a plot. Yes. And, uh, I enjoy that. Enjoy that in a comic book. Yeah, I, re- I really like this. If the shiny cover wasn't $2 more expensive, I would have gotten the shiny cover. But I was glad to know that the regular non there's a non-shiny yes. version of the shiny cover that you could get because I did not like the B cover at all. If I saw that on the stand, I would be like, no, I wouldn't even like pick it up. Just wasn't my thing. I like the Frizone cover. That's the one I didn't like. I think yeah. the one where it's just the figure standing there. I mean, I, I like the it's one with definitely the face. A, definitely a variant. It's not a. I would not like that as the main cover, but I like it. Yeah, as a variant. yeah. I like. I like the, Frizone's art, but it's it's all very it's fairly similar. I it's just thought the cover like was boring. It's just a person lady. standing there, yeah. whereas the the face one is like you see the there's like some graphic elements going on, and there's some cool skull stuff. But anyway, I don't know. This isn't really like typically mm-hmm. like the kind of a book that I would pick up. But like I I I have a, a a rule when I'm doing this readings for the podcast is that I've tried to flip through everything unless I like it's something that I just like no I'm not into like the Star Wars comics or something. Right. Um. But and nothing against Star Wars. I just don't like the comics. But um, if I pick it up and start flipping through it and then immediately go back to page one and read the entire thing, mm. like on a compulsion, yeah. like I'm like, I have to buy this book. And so I, this happened nice. with this. I read the whole thing. It's probably the only book that I read. Well, that and, the, and one we'll talk about soon. Nice. Maybe I need to give it another shot. Oh, that was fun. Um, the art was great. We have, uh, we also have a trade paperback for Girl Scouts Magic Socks, and nice. Heavy Metal Drummer number four of six is out. Hell Shock Volume One, the definitive edition, is out. If you like early Jay Lee comics, which I do, I actually yeah. really enjoyed Hell Shock when it was out. Sure. Uh, and probably the biggest Marvel release this week would be Hulk versus Thor Banner War Alpha number one. Mm. ridiculous name. I liked it quite a bit. I liked it just fine. Yeah, I thought it was 
Well, I mean, that's kind of what I think about it. I like it more than I like the current ongoing Hulk. Yeah, it still is like I just am not warming to this version of the Hulk that is basically just a spaceship being driven by like. Well, you see, that's that's why I like this issue because it does kind of address this. There's kind of a thing that happens yeah. in this issue. I did like the thing that happened on the last page of this. That's that's the yeah. thing that and I, that and the I, juxtaposition with the current Thor thing. Yep. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think this this has legs. I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I'm following it. Um, I, I was am, ready to drop Hulk too. By the way, so yeah, I was no. like, this kind of was like, okay, I'll see where this goes. I I'm in agreement. You know what else I'm in? What? I'm Batman. You are Batman. This no, is, actually, I liked the art in this one um, hmm. a lot, but it still is not really compelling me to. Yeah. dig into it and i probably should it's probably like better than i think it is but i just i don't know There's speaking just something... of speaking of things that are better than you think they are uh immortal red sonia number two sure yeah this is a... two out of continuity red sonia comics yeah. one with decent art one with better than decent art but <laughs> one of my friends is writing a red sonia comic Ooh. and she's doing this thing that <laughs> i was like she was asking for she was like i don't know what i would like she has she's like i, I don't know how do you start a comic for like a red sonia do you like maybe there's too much talking and i was like listen you started off by cleaving someone in half and then go somewhere else mm. and i really hope she does it i <laughs> i hope that she goes with my idea which was legitimately just red sonia between a person's body that is cleaved completely in twain <laughs> and it's sort of a i bet you're wondering how i got here not really that but yeah. essentially that kind of a start i think that i would draw i would start it with the she's in the middle of some kind of impossible odds death trap uh, where she's surrounded, and then the next several pages is just her slaughtering all of them. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it should be. Hmm. Like, I feel like... The <laughs> and then somehow getting out of that drops her into the action of what you want to do with There's There's stuff. some clever stuff that she's that she's got for this, so I'm, I'm interested to see it when it comes out. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the best comic that has ever come out in the history of comics. Hmm. Which one is that? Uh, Jurassic League <laughs> yeah, number one. It's pretty Growltham City. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'm the Joker Zerd. <laughs> the Joker Izzard. <laughs> it was like, man, you couldn't have workshopped that for like another oh, 15 some of the, or 20 I minutes, love how man. dumb the names are. It's, it's so, so fantastic. It's, it's kind of what's so good about it is that it feels like he could have given it a second pass and gotten something way better, and he just didn't. Uh, I I like that when he's like Joker and he's like he corrects him and oh yes. Black Mantasaurus is Black Mantasaurus is pretty funny um and oh what's the Aquaman one called it's knowing Daniel Warren Johnson it's funny because he's so I like that he has a dolphin friend named Matilda yes he's so incredibly not pretentious about this stuff. Because if I had this as an assignment, which I guess this is not, I think this is just him going, I want to do this dumb thing. But I would be like, I would go deep and look up every dinosaur name and find something obscure that rhymes with Joker, you know? Like, sure, yeah. I would look for a bunch of things that kind of fit the names, and instead he's just like, I'm the Aquaman Tosaurus. 
<laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, the Themyscira when the Wonder Woman one yeah. shows up and it's called she's a Triceratops and her island is called Trimascara. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. The, so you just got high and this was just the first thing that came out. I'm totally fine with that. I think yeah. this is it. Uh, again, if you know Daniel Warren Johnson, you know that he loves big dumb shit and he loves to write really interesting stories and he is doing that here i mean yeah but uh, on this i i I, i'm not sure that i would this is kind of like a big dumb slugfest sort of is there there's there's there's, i think there's more clever stuff in this Hmm. i think i like brontazaro quite a bit i (laughs) that's that's great um, I think this, the Batman storyline. Yeah. Oh, actually, I really liked the the this, little subplot yeah, with that. that the was subplot good. with this, I think, is my favorite thing. Uh, and it's it's the touch that makes this otherwise just intentionally stupid, funny idea into something that's touching and cool and interesting. And yeah. I fucking love it. I like I sarcastically love it and I legitimately love it. I think yeah. it's I think it's awesome. I'm looking forward to the action figures that they make of this and oh if they don't God. I will be very upset. I will upset. be so mad if they don't make when action figures. You consider figures. the stupid action figures that they have made if they don't make action yeah. figures of these guys. I'd love like super 7 size action figures of these guys Ooh, actually. That would be, be nice. Great. No, but uh McFarlane has the license so they're going to be 9 inch or 8 inch. Yeah. Yeah, they're Still, be I mean too whatever. Big. They'll be cool. Uh, Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes number three. It's this just late? Is that why it's mm. not out now? No idea. Uh, whatever. 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 Uh, here's a book that I really love, Carmen. Oh the, yeah, you did like that one. I thought you were going to say Lady Mechanica. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Uh, no, it is Carmen. I think this is a really wonderful book. Again, I've said it before, but I think it is one of the few times I've seen a book that is like there's a nude woman on every page, but <laughs> it's non-sexual and it somehow is just touching and I don't know. I think it's I think it's wonderful. It's a it's a depressing in like it it's a hopeful yet kind of depressing analysis of death and life and what our lives are worth. And uh, it's but the art's really good. You it know, definitely hit me. It was no, one of those things where I was like, "Oh fuck, am I wasting my life?" <laughs> <laughs> Knowing how you feel about this book made me sort of surprised that that uh, Grimm was not more up your alley because there seemed to, I think, on the surface, are similarities. There but this a, is probably more high minded. Thing about Grimm that the art, like, it reminded me of much worse art, maybe. Hmm. Like it felt almost primitive art. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm wrong. Like, I, I I found it. I mean, I I don't know. Right, I have weird exactly. Aesthetics, but, but I but it's I also it really like good. I think I gave it a very I gave it such a quick flip that it, I was being very unfair to it. So mm. I really need to give it another try. Yeah, I should. But, I should not be allowed to voice my opinion with as little information I have as it, I have on that book. It is cool that there's a trade of. Carmen. It K-A-R-M-E-N. is. A R M. And it's a nice, it's one of the nice. Gillum March or something like that, I think is the artist. Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's big and oversized too, which is nice. Yeah. Um, King Conan, number four of six, is out. 
You know, I think this is another one that's kind of late because I feel like the other issues of this came out a long time ago. But it's this is Jason Aaron and Mahmoud Asrar, and it's great art, and the story was pretty cool. It's like future Conan. Well, you know, future of young Conan. I don't know how you say that. Uh, Slightly older Conan. Slightly older Conan. (laughs) He has a kid. And he's a king. And he's a king. And we got Lady Mechadeca, Monster of Ministry number four. Yep. We got Loaded Bible. <laughs> the dumbest comic that I love. <laughs> it's so dumb, and I love it, even though it's actually, like, legitimately actually bad. <laughs> I still love it. It's not good. Good. Okay. It's hard to read. Uh, it's silly. Uh, I just, the idea of Jesus fighting, like, cl- a future clone of Jesus <laughs> using his holy blood to fight Dracula in the future Sorry. There you go. You, you, you got me. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm there. Also, I bought every issue of Loaded Bible that has come out. Oh. I can't stop now. Wow. Like, I mean, nothing, there's only like nothing's gonna stop me now. Eight, but still, <laughs> that seems almost like too many. Yeah, the <laughs> first one is really good. I think Tim Seeley needs to draw it. I, I agree. Yeah. I because he drew the first one. It was great. The second one, pretty good. They kind of like then it like he just became. It, it started to feel like a Kirkman comic. After yeah. a little while, and and that's not really typically my my cup of tea. But um, I like the stand. He wrote that, right? Uh, oh no, sorry. I'm thinking of Walking Dead, which was just the stand redone. <laughs> uh, sorry, I see where you're I'm, going with that high-minded. <laughs> sorry, I was doing chicanery. a I I was doing a reread of the stand, and I was like, oh, now they get to the farmhouse. Oh wow, now, <laughs> huh? Wow, this this fucking book is The Walking Dead. Wow. Interesting. I would be so angry if I was Stephen King. <laughs> wow. 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 I uh, I love The Stand, but I haven't read it in probably 20 years. It's so good if you can get past all the religious I, stuff. I guess I technically I did read those comic books. Ooh. You know, I didn't. And I I'm thought s- they were good. I'm still super mad because they came out with a collection that was an omnibus edition and it came with an extra book that was like supplementary material to to the the graphic novels. Oh wow. And they were in a slipcase together and I was like Ooh. I sold it and I was like I'll get another one and they were gone instantly. Yeah. And I could and not get it like, back and yeah. I think it's probably like $500 now. Oh man, that's tough. So, nope, not going to do that, but super cool. Yeah, no, that was a great series. Uh we got some new Magic the Gathering cards finally. For all of you who have been asking when we're going to get Streets of Capenna in, we got them in. We got the set set boosters in. So they're here. We have Mao, graphic novel volume five. Uh, I believe that's probably pronounced differently than the Mao you're thinking of. Uh, it is a Rumiko Takahashi book, who I am a huge fan of. I do not know Mao at all, but uh, hmm. but Rumiko Takahashi can do no wrong in my mind. Uh, we got two different new Masters of the Universe figures from uh, Revelation. There's the gigantic battle cat, which looks awesome. And then there's the Skeletor, which is the big, crazy Skeletor. And they're, of course, Masters of the Universe figures. Always very smart, very well made, very ridiculous. Lots of accessories, lots of cool use of weird colored plastics i love all of it nice uh mighty morphin number 19 awesome cool 
Misty presents Jordi Badia Romero. I think I got that right. I think I'm pretty close. But this is a really amazing Italian artist. Does exclusively like gothic horror stuff. It is cool. Nice. Uh, If you like the sort of Italian Spanish version of, uh, of the eerie, creepy type of black and white artwork, you're going to love Jordi Badia Romero. I was unfamiliar with his artwork until this, I gave this thing a pretty decent flip through and I love it. So we got Moon Knight, black, white blood. Number one. Some good art in that. Yep. Uh, Naomi, season two, number three. Guest starring Cyborg, mm. who has an afro now for some reason. Really? Like a half-ro. Oh, well, I mean, because he has half a head. Well, right, but like he's never had like really big, tall hair before. And now the last two like comics I've read with him, he has like a giant fro. I like it. It's a weird look. Although it, I mean, my thing with you've Cyborg... you got half a head, that is weird to have it grow out like that. You want to draw attention away from the fact that you've got half a face. I'm a fan of symmetry. So um, like, despite my love of Ultra the Multi-Alien um, and Metamorpho, <laughs> uh, who are quad split, uh, yes. you know, I, I do like a, a more symmetrical, um, like the composite Superman is like one of my least favorite characters because his design <laughs> is just too fucking weird. But, um, but anyway... Uh, the only thing I really don't dig about Cyborg these days is like they like generic his his cyborgness. Like when they did when they relaunched Cyborg yeah. in after Rebirth, they did a design for him that was really good. Yes, it was the best Cyborg design, probably better than it's, he's ever looked. Yeah, and I, then I really liked that design. It was a good design, and they then, did that twelve issue mini or whatever yeah it was like an ongoing that got canceled and then they put and then now he just like i don't know it's just like the most boring design it's very it's very sleek but it's it's like missing detail yeah it doesn't it's just it must be easy to draw or something i don't know easier to draw i would imagine that that redesign was really difficult to draw that was a lot of shit on him yeah yeah it was ivan rice i think did it so and he's a very detail-oriented artist so, if you are looking for the last issue of No Holds Barred, like <laughs> got a Will, great cover. William Shakespeare Bard, uh, yes, there's also the, are you looking at the B cover with them climbing the side of the building? And Sammy Batman Davis Jr. Size? singing, yeah. is that out? Yes. 66 style. Yeah. Uh, is that Sammy Davis? Oh, it, <laughs> it is, is Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Yep. Uh, good stuff. Noctera number 10 is out. Norse mythology number four is out. That is four from the third series. Sure. And we also have a hardcover of Onigiri from Viz Comics. You would think from looking at it, you'd be like, Onigiri, oh, it's a gonna be a crazy story about some lady that runs a, a rice dumpling place or whatever. Nope. This is a cookbook. Viz actually released a legitimate like this is how you make onigiri sticky rice balls. Do it. And it's awesome. And I think I'm taking one home because I think I want to learn how to make it. Nice. It's That's cool. Pretty cool. Um, we also have Playmobil mystery figures. Ooh. Oh, they are intentionally gendered in a way that is inappropriate, but no. that's okay. Uh, you can just call them the blue and pink bags and just say that, you know, let's face it. The blue ones are more adventure based 
And the pink ones tend to be uh, sometimes uh, <laughs> actually uh, Valkyrie slash uh, seal tamer. There's some. Okay. One of them's a ninja. <laughs> Are they the full-size ones, or are they the little tiny ones? No, they're the regular size. That's cool. Yeah, they're not the stupid little tiny ones. Right. Uh, but also, if you really go with the idea that they're boy and girl, which I think is actually a stretch the more I look at this, uh, because one of the boys is a statue of a pagan deity, Ooh. and one is a vampire. Ooh. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, it's a little silly. Yeah, these are actually pretty good. I'd have to get uh, a couple of these. <laughs> those are pretty cool. Nice. Um, let's see. Sounds we, fun. We also have pop vinyls of all of the Powerpuff Girls. Ooh. You know, th- there's one I can't believe they haven't done yet. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. They're like literally like they already literally like. literally look like pop vinyls. Yeah. Um, we've also got uh, Donatello and Raphael, the uh, previews exclusive versions of those in pop vinyl format. They are done the original uh, Eastman and Laird style. They have the cell shading on them. They're pretty cool. Nice. We've got a Lucario Pokemon. Ooh, pop vinyl Lucario. Well. He's popular. He is because he's some sort of I don't know furry his, icon probably. Oh, he may be, but his uh, his actual uh, battle stats are. Uh, are desired for uh, yes. gameplay. He, he seems... basically beats everybody really fast. Yeah. He's like that card that when you're playing Magic the Gathering and someone puts <laughs> down the card and everybody just dies. It's like he's that guy. I want that card. Yeah, I'm not a fan of people who play like that. <laughs> Red Room Trigger Warnings number three. It's out. Mm-hmm. And We've... how. <laughs> uh, there is a Sailor Moon... Oh god, I can't say it. It's uh it's the Pretty Guardian series, whatever. Uh the first volume of that is out. Cool. Uh Sandman Universe Nightmare Country number 2 is out. I love this series. You I think love it that is underappreciated. Teeth eyes. I do. Uh Shang-Chi number 12 is out. Looks Solo good. leveling graphic novel number 4 is out. Ooh. Sonic the Hedgehog Imposter Syndrome number four is out. Hmm. Spawn 329. Mm-hmm. Spawn Scorched Earth. Star Trek Mirror War number six. Wow, this comic comes out fat a lot. It does. It, I feel like I, there's been more than six of this comic. I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like Star Trek comes out like three but times a week. Specifically Mirror War, feel, I feel like has I've seen a lot of those, but maybe I just compressed time somehow. <laughs> it could be uh star trek halcyon legacy mm. Mm, number three i don't know why it's a halcyon legacy but that's okay suicide squad get joker number three of three uh i had to literally like force myself to not buy this because it has wild dog in it and i love wild mm-hmm. dog but <laughs> i didn't buy it because i hate brian Azzarello. fair uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 11. Good. Uh, Harrow County, Chales from Harrow County, Lost every, Ones, number one. Every time I say Tom Taylor, I, I want to say, like, Rip. I'm saying Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor. Tom Taylor. Sprinkle genies. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, not that that's what he sounds like. I just didn't want to <laughs> yell into the microphone. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm really popping tonight. I'm, uh, um, I'm locking. And you're locking. 
I took ibuprofen, and I think it's making my mouth all... Oh, you can't feel the pain of your mouth. I can't feel the pain of my mouth somehow, which apparently is in pain. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like it was the rest of my body that was in pain, but, you know... No, it turns out it was your teeth. It was my teeth. Oh, God, I hope not. Yeah. That would be the worst. That would actually suck. I hope it's not your teeth. <laughs> uh, time Before Time, number 12. Cool. Transformers Last Bot Standing. Did you read it? I did not. Uh, I... I was very tempted to, though. Really wanted to know which bot it was, and even though I read it, I still don't know. Is it Rodimus? I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. Maybe. I don't I guess I don't really know the Transformers. Is it Hotimus Rodimus? I, I I assumed it was Bumblebee, but I don't think it was Bumblebee. He's my favorite. He's everybody's favorite. He's everybody's favorite because you can even keep made him in a your specific pocket. movie just about him. Yeah. Didn't they? They did. Yeah, yeah. He was the any. best Transformer because you could keep him in your pocket. Oh, they I even a, made one that was on a keychain. I had a tank that I fit in my pocket. Oh, I mean, it was the only Transformer I owned. That it was, was a Decepticon. He was he was one of my favorites too. He was cool. He was a tank. Yep, I liked him. Good stuff. Anywho, Vampirella strikes number one. Again, better than I expect, but not great. You know, but still just far better than I expect. So the continuing the dynamite trend. Vampirella is striking. So buying this comic crosses the picket line. Don't be a scab. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Walking Dead Deluxe number 38. It's out. You can buy it again. You can buy it again for the first time. The first what time if Miles time. Morales number three of five? He's, what if he is a Hulk? <laughs> what, if, what if he is the Hulk? What if he hulked? <laughs> what, if, what if he Hulk? Is he Hulk? Him Hulk. Him Hulk. Him step well, on Hulk. Yep. He actually, he literally steps on a gamma bomb and turns into the Hulk. <laughs> is what happens in this comic book. <sighs> there you go. Wonder Woman number 787. Jesus. Yeah. That's so many Wonder Woman's. Actually, it's pretty good. Wonder right. Woman's been good. I like Becky Cloonan, uh, her her run. And yeah. uh, this one in particular has like, I'm like, how is the art this good on this comic? Like, it's great. DC's like really pushing it. I like that. Nice. So here's the question of the day, Bob. Mm, what is it? Is it wrong to pick up girls in dungeon number two graphic novel volume two? Yes. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, unless you're freeing them from a dungeon, in which case, like if picking them up means freeing them from imprisonment. If, if they're trapped in some sort of bear trap or snare <laughs> yes. and you have then to it's literally lift them yes, out of it. And it's always right. Okay. Uh, X-Men number 11. The art is so good in this comic book. I love it. I But I don't love the comic book. Oh my god. Very much. You know what I do love and I I love the fashion of it. Oh, it's weird. There's like yeah. a dress that Polaris yeah. buys on an alien battle station or I'm telling gamble world you, or something. This is like <laughs> it's such a cool dress. I'm like that's a great dress. I love that. Yep. Yeah. No, the definitely and the variant cover is sick. They have they have leaned into the fashion element of the X Men hardcore in the yeah. last few years. I just wish they'd lean into the like the X Men doing cool stuff. I hope so. I I do. I, you know what? As much as I do, st I am still a defender know, of this series, and I still do enjoy it. But I definitely agree that it needs to it needs to move back there soon. I think it I think it has outstayed its welcome in this world where. We hate everybody. And I think, 
I hate to say it, I think Xavier is beyond redemption at this point. Like, I mean, I've probably said that before about Xavier in different runs, but I think that at this point, it's just like, you're not going to be able to have that character if, stay the way that he was, unless it, it turns out that that's not him. I, I just feel like all of the shit that they're piling on to the X-Men, it's... It, the only solution to the storyline, the only ending to the storyline of which there will be one, regardless of whether it's the same as it was intended when Hickman started and then bailed. Right. But like you've got like the central, like I read those first two miniseries and I thought they were great. This idea that Moira was like her yep. mutant power was to die and come back and die and come back. But like she still has one life and she's going to die and everything's going to go back to just square one and they'll be like hey the x-men are normal again and and then someone else will do the x-men in in a new and yeah what happened to moira she's like a sentinel now it was part of that whole wolverine thing where he had the transmode virus oh, i'm only absorbing this stuff through osmosis um, so I think I, I might need to go back and wiki this because I think I missed something because I don't know what happened to but Moira. Th- that is ultimately I was my reading problem that with series. it. It's like it's like you can't like no, that's what I'll is... I'll flip through and I'll be like, what the fuck is happening? And then I'll read something about it and be like, oh, that's what happened. But it's like I should know what's happening from reading the comic book, like right. that costs it's, four dollars. What I think is going on, maybe maybe this is just projecting, but it feels like they had a bunch of plot that was supposed to take 10 years to get through. And they were like, Oh, this isn't working out right. And so we're going to plow through all this stuff because it seems like you would have a status quo. Like there would be a bunch of plateaus where adventures would happen within these plateaus in the X-Men. And it feels like instead there are no plateaus and it just moves to another plot point in the evolution of the X-Men and that seems like it's just going too fast. Well, there was so there's two this is the problem of the X-Men being a 60-year publishing right, of course, story. That too. And this idea that actually there's apparently there's a book uh, all the Marvels that's like some guy read every Marvel comic and then decided that it's the longest continuing story and in a different way from DC because DC has been continuously published, but there's like so many different restops yes. and starts and things that aren't connected. But Marvel still purports to be one, like something that happened in a Marvel comic in 1963 still it, bears. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah. So to when you extent. apply that kind of storytelling Jesus. Um, idea to the X-Men, there's two different ways you can ultimately kind of go. One is the whole classic route of feared and hated. And that's what yeah. like, Bendis did where he like wiped out all the mutants so there weren't that many and then made them extra hated and persecuted Mm -hmm. and then for some reason just like did really weird stuff that made no sense within that concept like it started was like a great idea and then it's like oh okay now we're gonna have the original X-Men as children run around in the current Marvel and it's like what why why (laughs) more characters why and then the other thing is to see them through you had to forgive Cyclops because you wanted Cyclops on the team and this Cyclops had, through Avengers versus X-Men, had done so much terrible shit that you're just like, you can't like this guy anymore. Yeah. He killed Professor Xavier. You know, like, yeah, yeah, he, he had yeah. done all sorts of terrible shit. And you're just like, I don't, 
I don't want to hang out with this dude anymore. And then his hopeful 16 year old self shows up and you're like, I like that kid. Maybe there's hope for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, I'm sure there was some reason for it, but it just didn't come off. Like they did a days of present future or something like that, where it was like the ice man of the future was just like a, like a Hulk. And (laughs) I thought that was a really good story. That was the last X-Men story I read that I liked that it was like a mold. I still have the issues. Like I bought them all. I was super into it. It was like 13 part mm. crossover and it was, I think it was, Oh, I don't know. And it doesn't even oh, matter. Wow. Anyway, yeah, I liked it. It, it was like this team That's of cool. shitty X-Men from the future came back and they were like, we're the X-Men from the future. We're here to help. And yes. then it was like, Oh wait, That's you're actually right. here to do some shitty stuff. <laughs> they were the shitty X-Men. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that was the, the ice X-Men. thing. And <laughs> yeah. like, uh, I think there was like a, Jean Grey or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, there was there was like a Miss Marvel, but it wasn't right, right. Yeah. But then the opposite of that is to do what Hickman is doing and to play it through of yep. like how do they advance themselves? And on one hand, it's like both stories are cool, but it's like at the end of the day, like I just want the X Men to run around and do cool superhero right. shit, like and, and yeah it's like it's just i don't know it just feels everything kind of just feels like like i feel like this hickman thing would be great as like an else world or like a what if you know but like not like you you just kind of i don't know like i just want spider-man to be swinging through new york and like the x-men to kind of like be they stop by you know or like you know the x-men are in the savage land and there's kazar or whatever it's just kind of like it's their part of the milieu of the marvel universe which is basically just one continuous fight scene yep and that's kind of all i really want it's it's just it seems very strange just in general to make the X-Men who were the underdogs and were beloved as underdogs to become an overclass that yeah. are behaving like all of the, there are basically the characters that I hate in Marvel are the Inhumans and Namor. Yeah. I don't like either of those two characters, like, or I'm just calling the Inhumans a character. They might as well <laughs> Every single character. Inhuman is the same to me. I do not give a shit about I like Crystal humans. and I like, I like Lockjaw. I do. Oh, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> I forgive me. That was Are you talking about the Eternals? I so I'm so sorry. Lockjaw is excluded from that. Yeah. I mean, I think apologies to Lockjaw. He is I mean, he is a dog and not he, technically an inhuman. God, they did. They addressed that though, didn't they? They retconned it. They they got rid of it. He is a dog. He's back to being a dog. Yeah, yeah. He's always okay. been a dog. There was like, uh, it was they retconned it as because it was part of yeah, X yeah. Factor. And he was and, like, he was a person, like a yeah. Something Quicksilver that a was dog. like, you don't know the story of Lockjaw, like, and it was like this whole thing, and it felt very profound at the time. It was a Peter David story, yeah, yeah. you know, and those tend to be very smart, and, right? Um, but then people were like, this is really fucked up. If he's actually a human, there's all these like people treat him like shit. Cause he's a dog all the time. And like, if he's a person, like, why are they treating him bad? So then there was a later storyline where, well, why Quicksil- are they treating him bad if he's a dog? Well, right. That's true. <laughs> but there was, there was some other, like, basically people were like, well, I went back and read every appearance of Lockjaw and like, this doesn't make sense for a right. bunch of reasons. And so then they were like. Quicksilver was like, yeah, I was just tricking you because I'm an asshole. Yeah, and that was like the whole. He's always been a dog. Yeah, or maybe it wasn't. Maybe no, someone right. said he was like a I person, and Peter David person. was the one that was like, "Fuck that, he's a dog," and like <laughs> did the story where he was like, "It's an accident, just a fucking dog." Yeah, 
Uh, either way, uh, sorry, Lock- I've read too many comics. Lockjaw is a wonderful character, and uh, that's great. I don't count him with those. But again, just don't like royalty. I feel like everybody hates royalty. Yeah, yeah, right. I don't like, think there's when, anybody that's like, ooh, I hope that this is some sort of lord. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like to like the news today, literally today, is like Prince Charles like saying like the new focus of the the royalty is to, to make sure that all of the people with no money are taken care of. And he's literally announcing it from a fucking jewel encrusted fucking throne. And he's like, This is a guy who's never had to fucking worry about anything in his life. The to largest the and he's landholders like fucking in the UK. moron too because he's like never even had to go to school or anything boo yeah so yeah royalty can get fucked royalty and, uh, can get fucked and and turning the x-men into like yeah fucking just nope. aloof dickheads yeah. that can't die like that's <laughs> honestly that's like to me like the worst and i i way over generalized in terms of like what i want from a marvel comic like obviously not just like a continuous fight scene is Yes. Not what anyone wants and just like that's but Marvel is like it's just I don't know. I just I I don't No, I, don't, I, I don't, there's something about the X-Men that just isn't working for me and fair. but it sucks when a comic like this comes out and it's so, the art is yeah. so fucking good. It's like I want to read a comic with this art like so bad. Yeah. I I just Fortunately, there's a lot of comics with good yeah, art. Luckily. Yeah, I think my my final statement on the thing is just i think we need to stop taking things to their their yes. final point is that it it was fun certain things when you're like oh let's you know the, yeah. we talked about this with venom and all of those yeah. things where donny cates goes crazy and it's like oh what if this and he gets yeah, yeah. wings and of course he should be able to do this and you yeah. know it, sure but then at the end of the day you've you you've taken away all of the all of the plot elements because now there's no the struggle goes away right it's like naming wolverine doing wolverine origin and you know i know people like the series and for all intents and purposes it was like a good series but like the the thing that was really cool about wolverine was that you didn't know like it's like alien the movie where it's like when you don't see the alien it's way scarier because you don't like what you don't know is is equally if not more interesting than this like played out generational fucking saga of like colonizing Mars. Like I just don't give a shit about yep, it. It's not I what agree. I, when I read X-Men comics that I like, it's like someone hates them and is trying to kill them. And they're like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. We have every right to exist. Like we're going to fight you and yeah. we're going to kick your ass because we're the goddamn X-Men. And we yep. do that. Like yep. that's, we're fucking awesome. Yeah. And also like, there's always like a cool kid in the X-Men. There's always like yeah. a cool like entry level and I feel like that's missing from this X-Men too. It's Good like point. there's like yeah. the, the X-Men comics that I like. Yeah, there's Kitty the, Pride, Jubilee? there's Jubilee, there's like and they're in it but they're just like they've, they've, like Jubilee's boring now. Well, but the thing is that she's uh, got a kid that turns into that, a dragon. That's kind of cool. That is but cool. Like, but uh Kate and and Jubilee have both aged since the 90s in real time almost yeah yeah which is weird that they just decided that everyone else stays one age and these two characters that had and that were an entry point for people 
they're now going to be just the same as the other X-Men, leaving us no entry point characters. We have right. no we have no audience surrogate that's like, holy shit, right. look at that. And they need it. Like X Factor need an, needed I need it. An, you know, like Yeah, I need when, a surrogate. When they had uh when 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 they had uh the X Terminators and it was like Skids and Rusty and Boom Boom and Artie and Leech and it was like yeah. you had to have them there because like or you didn't have to, but it just it made it helps it better like yeah. there was humor in it there was like you had a generational thing like hope for the future kind of thing without Absolutely. having to like literally map out the entire fucking timeline or whatever i don't know i just feel like yeah. uh you know it it's like it to put it in dc terms it's like crisis was cool but like topping crisis is like fucking uncool yeah, it's, a bad idea. it's just like yeah yeah anyway we're we can anyway i could talk we could we could talk about, about this forever but we won't we're going to instead sign off and say uh purchase your comics at coastcitycomics.com mm. follow us at coast city comics at funbox monster podcast at um actually podcast uh so we're at um actually comics yes on the instagram uh you are Oh, I'm dollar binge if I'm if I'm for my comic stuff. Yep, and uh, that's the deal. Thank you for listening and uh, rate and review us, etc., etc. Um, and thank you so much. We will talk to you next time. Good night.